0: Are are you ready, Bruce? Yes. All right. Hello, hello, and...
1: What? I said, yeah, I am ready.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the Fall Spot. We're actually not optimized, but our plays sure is are fun. I'm Andy. I'm caught Oh, Bruce.
1: Sorry. And uh, excited. welcome to
0: episode 100, season 10, episode 10. It's a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, normally, our season enders, We do a little deck building challenge, but we got some surprises in store for you. Um, we we wanted to sit down, have a nice chat. Uh, and we brought our friend Kyle along. Uh, you, most of you probably know him, and if you don't, uh, you will soon know him a bit. Uh, and he brought one of his his favorite decks. So, Kyle, welcome.
2: Hi, everybody. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you, guys, for having me. I I don't exactly feel like I am hundred like hundred. episode material like i feel like you should have like a big name on and i am a guy
1: but i appreciate it well we went for big hat Uh, Mm, uh, i do have one of those there we go Mm. (laughs)
0: kyle i've known you for a few years now and um bruce has known you for much longer um and i i thought well we thought this was a discussion. We, we planned this ahead. Uh, Bruce and I thought that you would be a great guest because, well, uh, I think the three of us have a lot in common in terms of... Uh, what, what's the word? I keep forgetting this word. The word is
1: fun. Kyle That's builds fun decks. The decks are fun. He, they're fun to play with. They're fun to play against. And uh, having Kyle at the helm of his own decks is the best. I strongly recommend if you ever get the chance to have a game of, to play a game of commander and Kyle is there, drag him in, get a game in with Kyle because uh, you will not regret it. The mm-hmm. decks, the decks are just fun. And I know people say fun is subjective. What's fun for one person is not necessarily fun for the other. That's just not true. In this case, it's always fun, guaranteed every single time. I don't know how it happens. I don't understand why. Maybe Kyle has a better understanding of it, but it's always fun. Right, Kyle.
2: It it really is always fun. Uh, I wish I knew why. <laughs> uh, like, because I you always see those things of like random pub stompers and like people have various bad games at events, and I just don't. And I'm mm. I, I I don't know how I often get so fortunate where I have like maybe one bad game a quarter or like a half year at most, and. Otherwise, everything just kind of works out. It's always fun. I
0: uh, I I've been thinking about this a lot because I mean, uh, if I if I may be so so bold, uh, I when I because I also have had the same experience pond, ponderance uh, okay. not necessarily experience definitely not the same experience, um, and in terms of what makes a game with Kyle so uh so cool uh and for me it's it's come around to the idea that um it's it's not necessarily about the the cards that are being played um it's it's the the attitude that that you bring to a table it's it's the the understanding that a game has ebb and flow and uh kind of not only accepting consequence to big actions, but embracing it. Um, I,
2: one of my (laughs) normal rules is go ahead and hit me. I deserve it. And even if it doesn't look like I deserve it, I I will sooner or later. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I feel like I hear so
0: many people talking about like, oh, like, you know, a game's got to end or like, you know, everybody loses at some point. Like, yeah, that's true. But like, I feel like a lot of people don't embrace it as well as some people and i feel like playing across from somebody who just doesn't doesn't quite get get it it just like you can see it like eating at them or like and it it it, it's contagious Um, but i feel like the opposite is contagious uh, as well especially in this this context in terms of just like Like, I've played games against you where you did this big thing, and we're all like, oh, no! But you just, like, continue laughing, because you know that it's just going to be hit right back, because you know
2: that's how the game goes. Uh, Uh, And last year at BrewCon, I had a Quadra Cascade (laughs) off a 12 drop, and I lost i had to attack get my like crazy quadra cascade i i could barely see i was laughing so hard <laughs> and i think i died before it got back to me
0: sounds about right i think it was you me uh i don't remember who else was in that game carlos and stibs carlos and stibs of course uh <laughs> it was it was a wild game um and yeah it's just you know like you got to do the thing and it it's sweet um
2: it it was wonderful
0: yeah um so we figured we'd we'd bring that energy to the show for an episode really kick off kick off talk about
2: my level of fun
0: yeah i hope you Um, like six sixes (laughs) um you brought a deck with you today do you want to uh give any introduction to it or should we jump right in
2: Oh, I'm gonna give an introduction. So, heck yeah, I I am in my mid 30s. I have been playing Magic since I was in the third grade. Um, that's a while if you <laughs> if you like to do math. Um, and one of the the eras I played a lot in was Saga Magic, and like I went from having like the green cards I own dot deck where my my deck was, like, this big, unsleeved, and I just kind of, like, added and subtracted lands based on the last game. Um, and everyone thought my, like, raw worms and my scaled worms were the scariest thing in the world, and I loved it. And then I started going to Monday Night Arena. I couldn't go to FNM because we had other family plans on Friday nights, generally. And I got smoked by, like, someone playing... Uh, Stroke of Genius combo and just like got me... But there was a card in Saga that I fell in love with and I still love today. And that was Sneak Attack. And I got four of them and I was sneaking in Sarah Avatars and Endless Worms, trying to just like crush people out of the game. And most (laughs) of the times it didn't work. But when it did, it was awesome. And this is my love letter to Sneak Attack. I still have one of the Sneak Attacks. I've only got one of the four Sneak Attacks left from when I was a kid. And I built Ilharg the Raise Bore, and the again the idea is very simply a love letter to my one of my favorite cards in Magic, Sneak Attack, because nothing beats surprise. rock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I I love I love I love too the like the accept. It. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna harp on the. This is the last time I harp on this. I love the acceptance of like ah, It doesn't win every time because like, oh no. I mean, Bruce brings this up all the time. Of you should be winning should be winning 25% of your games,
2: and like, man, Sneak Attack, what a sick card. <laughs> it It is hilarious. So if you don't know Sneak Attack, it's three and a red for an enchantment, and for one red mana, you can put any creature from your hand into play, gains haste for one turn, You at second end of turn. Now, you could do silly things with, like, Eldrazi and um, crazy big, like, turn sideways and the game ends. I don't. You <laughs> could do sundial the infinite stuff and like try to make it so you cheat your cards and you get to keep them in play. I don't do that either. I just accepted like, look, I'm going to turn sideways and hope for the best.
0: Yeah, um, and I mean Ilharg is is built to do that. I mean Ilharg, uh, for those who don't know, is a six six for three red red legendary creature boar god trample whenever Ilharg the raised boar attacks you may put a creature from your hand onto the battlefield tap them attacking return it to your hand the beginning of the next end step
2: uh, when it dies when Ilharg dies you, shop, yeah. you put him on the, is the third card deep ah yes that classic uh, war of the spark god stuff yeah, the war of yeah. the spark god stuff which like I already have a 6-6 fi- a six, six, trample for five which again as someone who played a lot of crawworm and scaled worm feel well out of balance but i will take it especially Uh with that sweet sweet trample
1: with that sweet sweet trample yeah so kyle how often do you put ilarg third from the third from the top is that Uh. something you do all the time or do you most or or do you just sort of let it die so you can recast it right away or
2: bruce i'm gonna give you the lawyer answer uh it it really just depends on on the game state so if i've if i've got (laughs) a ton of mana rocks if i've got a mana geyser in hand and i know i can like bring him right back out uh if i think the game's going to be a little bit longer i don't mind just putting him third from the top and just working my way to him i have a lot of draw (laughs) effects in the deck um but a lot of them are also impulse draw so i kind of have to sit and think for a second of like okay and gonna do some quick math in my head of like, all right, if I'm gonna draw two cards, then impulse draw the third. Okay, I probably don't want to impulse draw Ilharg in three ter- or in two turns.
1: All right, so <clears throat> we've mentioned sneak attack, mentioned Ilharg. Now I know that you've got a handful of other ways to cheat things out onto the battlefield. Do you want to go through? Want to go through that category with us?
2: Yeah. So um, up until about a week ago, I had I had a couple other cards that were meant to kind of be my cheat step kind of cards, other than Ilharg, mm-hmm. and that was sneak attack. Uh, I had Felden of the Third Path, which you could use as an alternative commander if you don't have an Ilharg, which you have a Felden, because I think Felden's like a dollar. Mm. Um, and he Felden lets you more or less sneak attack something out of your graveyard, but it's an artifact, so you can all just do artifact shenanigans if you're going to bring in welders and stuff. Again, I don't. Um, but if, let's say you sneak attack something into play one turn, and then it dies, then you Felden into play it back, and again, you just keep the cycle moving. Um, I also brought up that I don't do Sundial the Infinite, but I do do Conjurer's Closet. Because for 5 mana, I get it twice. So you go (laughs) to the end of the turn, you put the Ilharg trigger on the stack, you put the Conjurer's Closet trigger on top of that, flicker it out, flicker it back in, get that sweet ETB a second time, and now it's a new object and you don't have to get rid of it from Sneak Attack. Or bring it back to your hand from Ilharg. I did recently add Delina Mage because I love rolling D20s. Uh, I know some people that love some dice rolling decks, and they always make it look so much fun. So I want to roll a D twenty.
1: <laughs> I've heard about those people. That, that the ga- those decks do look pretty. Do look like a lot of fun. They look I like serious so. one I'm, in my life. Yeah. Look like serious some serious fun. I would. I, would agree <laughs> that.
2: Uh, I also added uh, Perforos blooded
1: because he's got
2: more or less a sneak <clears throat> attack ability. <clears throat> Uh, it's again less efficient, but he also gives like a static haste to the board, so it's, it's kind of worth it. Um, mm. I don't know. I'm looking forward to trying it out. It's new. Yeah, and you know if you if you
0: get there, he's also a seven six indestructible. It's, oh so. yeah, I mean sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> if you get there, uh, yeah. I I I love Delina. I keep trying to make it work, but uh, I I think her in the 99 is uh especially in this deck is is pretty sweet
2: if you if you want to make her work in the the lead give me a get, let's talk later because oh, i for sure i've got i've got some sweet ideas because i think the difference between like ilharg delina and felden isn't that great that you couldn't just kind of do some tweaks and switch from one to the other
1: kyle i had a question um I know your draw package. You've got 15 cards listed in the draw package, and yeah. let's be honest. I'm sure there are other cards in the deck that also draw cards that do something else that are that just don't fit into that slot. Normally, I only ever run about 10 draw spells. Is 15 more your more your your standard, or do you just want a ton of draw because of the sneak attack? Uh, it's more that second one. So okay. um, I
2: I have recently started pushing ramp pieces to draw pieces in like general deck building okay. ideas because I, I'm not so much interested in doing it fast as much as I am being able to keep doing it. Um, so I do have like a lot of your traditional uh, red draw spells uh, that like discard a card, draw some cards. Um, I've got a couple in here that are also more or less. Uh, also like Ilharg kind of things like a Sandstone Oracle um, there's also like a Dragon Mage in there, I guess Dragon Mage is in the beef category already so that they can kind of draw you extra cards uh, <clears throat> Ox of Agonis is a card I like a lot have you ever played Ember Wild Captain? Uh, yes. I haven't, no oh, oh Bruce you're missing out, it's beautiful so you become the Monarch, so it's 4 mana for a 4-2 you become the Monarch and then if someone attacks you do they take damage equal to the number of cards in your hand so, like you said, I have 15 draw spells in this deck, so oh, I right. draw a substantial amount of cards, and good. Like I, I know you're going to come back and hit me, and that's <laughs> fine. You're just going to take damage as well, and that's okay. Right.
0: Yeah, and getting this out on turn four is uh, some serious, serious threat. I, uh, I, and I mean, you're drawing at the end of turn.
2: Yeah. Um, it- it also helps that I am a, a big Critical Role fan, and this reminds me of a moment in Critical Role that I don't know if Tyler was aiming for, but that's what I see. So it's just makes me happy. A lot of cards in this deck make me happy. Like, Laylia in this deck probably does not belong, because I don't really want to impulse draw like a garden in Hellkite. Mm-hmm. But she's in the deck, because she's a <laughs> lot of fun.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> she is a lot of fun.
0: I, I cannot speak highly enough of Laylea. Um, if you don't I,
2: know Laylea's interaction with Cascade audience, go look that up and you'll smile later. It's nuts. I I can
0: never remember if it works the way I want it to and it then I just have to tell me it, myself. It, 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 it does. It, it does. does. <laughs> it does
2: it does the, it does the thing. <laughs> Do you know how it works, Bruce? No. Uh, you get one for every card you exile on your way through the cascade. So if you exi- <laughs> if you cascade through ten cards to find your thing lately, it gets ten counters. It's 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 wonderful.
0: <laughs> um, it's yeah. It it's the the of ten separate single card exiles versus exiling ten cards, and it's yep. it's wonderful. Yeah. Make a so I of I, I really
2: love. i wild captain. I love becoming the monarch. And again, like, I'm going to turn sideways, and I'm rarely going to have defense. So, I'm okay with you taking the Monarch, but I'll also make it very clear, I'm taking the Monarch back. So I hope <laughs> you're prepared for Ilhar to come at you if uh, if you are the king. Because I want my crown. Ah, oh, man. I, I I
0: love the Monarch as a, a mechanic. And I love, like, using that as like general card draw um because i mean that's what it's for but it also like really speeds up and incentivizes attack um and i love that like with commander legends the first one they really they really upped the number of of uh, monarch cards and i remember playing i think we were in a pod together uh it was you, me, Magrini, and somebody else. Um, and I built my whole deck around Monarch, not realizing that if I'm the Monarch, <laughs> whether or not it's the right the right call, uh, I will be attacked.
2: I, I um, want that crown. I, I, I Bruce, you know that, but like I we played you played against Ilharg at Philly, and I was very clear, like, look, I will take a ton of damage on the crackback from the next person. <laughs> I don't care. I want my card.
1: I love it. Yeah. I love... Yeah, and that's why I was sitting in the wrong place. See, the goal is to not be sitting immediately to Kyle's right, so that way it's not my turn. I get the crown, I get to draw the card, and then I have to face Ilharg charging at me. I would rather face somebody else coming at me with their 1-1, and I'll happily let that through, take one point of damage, and hand over the Monarch to someone else. Preferably somebody else, so that way that they can deal with the Ilharg damage. Ah... not so not so lucky that game, I don't believe. No. That game no. was hilarious though. It was. It was pretty <laughs> wild. It was pretty wild. So um so Kyle, with Chandra Flame Caller, yep. are you only ever using the zero? Um so I didn't really know
2: how to categorize Chandra because really all three modes are fine. Yeah. Um like I'm probably not gonna plus one her very often. Like I, I very right. rarely need two three ones. Um <laughs> Maybe I have something that, like, adds extra damage or something like that, so they're bigger than they look. Maybe I need something extra to get that Monarch token back. Right. Uh, But again, I'm probably not. Uh, The zero is really what she's there for to, again, Uh like... Again, I don't care what's in my hand. If it's not what I need, just pitch it, get rid of it, move on, get some new cards. Um, And the fact that she can sometimes wrath away small things to let hard through so i can't get blocked by like 12 goblins right uh, it's a big deal
1: yeah no i i saw it in there and i was like god that's a, that is an excellent call just because especially for what you're saying because i mean if you've got four cards in hand and none of them are creatures well yeah. what's what is the downside to dumping them and drawing five and maybe picking up a couple of creatures in the on the yeah. swap so no, I yeah, I love that. I think that's a great option. So,
2: um, I mean, maybe it should be like a Valakut exploration, but that card's like eight dollars, and I don't like spending more than like a dollar on a card these days. So, Chandra,
1: mm. <laughs> right? Um, um, go ahead. No, I was so I was looking at the land. Um, yep. Mostly because I mean, I, I rarely ever worry about the what worry about the land package because that's pretty much. You know, something something that each person just picks out whatever they happen to have. Um, Correct. But 38 lands and no Temple of the False God. Kyle. Kyle. I, I know. <laughs> I know.
2: So 38 lands, again, works for me because yeah. I draw so many cards. Mm, um, right. It could be a little bit higher. Like, I could go up to 39 or 40. Um, I haven't had an issue of missing land drops in this deck yet, again, because right. I draw so many cards. I do want to get a temple in here, but you guys are gonna find this hard to believe. I don't own one anymore. So <laughs> like last year, um, because of some personal reasons, I sold like ninety-five percent of my collection. Right. And in that were all my temples. So I keep meaning to get one and then I order cars and I'm like, oh, I forgot to order Temple of False God
1: again. I I may have one or two <laughs> 50. Um, I happen to pick up 50 of them for my 50th. So <laughs> I may have one or two to spare. I could probably, I could probably loan one to you. It's, I appreciate it. Um, I understand what you're saying though, because I mean, even if you're not at 40, but, uh, the ramp package, you've got 12, 12 pieces of ramp, and a lot of them are easily, re- easily repeatable. And even in the draw package, there was a ton of the draw, a ton of the draws included treasure. So, Um, I'm hardly, I'm hardly surprised that you're not, not having any issues as far as land. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I I don't miss land drops in my decks.
2: Yeah. Like the people that run like 33 lands, I don't get it. I, my my games don't go that short that like, I need to hit a land drop every turn for the next hour and a half or 45 minutes, depending on which way this game, and I don't know which one it's going to be. And I'm hitting a land drop every single turn.
0: Yeah, and I mean with with it being a, a deck where you're cheating stuff out, like you don't necessarily need to hit the, you know the. The nine mana for blast furnace hellkite. Uh, oh no, but I'm going on to turn nine. But yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, I,
2: Again, I I don't I I subscribe to the Carlos school of thought. Hopefully, you guys have Carlos on at some point. Uh, oh yeah, missing land drops is awful don't do it play more lands. Mm. I uh,
0: yeah I I make sure of it uh, ever ever since actually we've started this podcast I've I don't think I've built a deck with less than 40 um, and I think even if I have it was I think 38 um,
1: yeah yeah I I beat the that 40 uh, 40 land card drum uh, pretty hard. Uh, I just don't. There, there is just no way. Like you said, Kyle, unless your games are going very short, yeah. there is just no reason. I mean, and honestly, even if they're going short, if you don't, more if you're to... not running, if you're not running forty lands, then you're just it, it, running less lands. Just means you're going to see less land. That's all yeah. it is. And the longer your game goes, the more you want to make sure you've got. You're going to hit every land drop. Uh, especially when you're when you're running decks that aren't aren't doing a lot of uh or that aren't relying on you know searching out a land
2: well there's also like the ramp, thought of so. like a lot of people have seen mana curves go down over the years yeah uh my mana curve in this deck is <laughs> 4.3 and again it works and mm. like I, I used to play a bosch deck for a couple of years and like that deck's mana What's right. bananas? You could draw an opening hand, and you had over forty mana in your hand, or over forty CMC in your hand. It still works. <laughs> Just <hit your> <laughs> now,
1: now to be fair, I mean, it's not the 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 average is, is a little bit skewed. I mean, we are talking sneak attack. I mean, how often are yep. you casting these cards at full rate? So, not as often, but you know, right. sometimes it, it's Plan yeah. B
0: when you yeah. want <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you want it to stick around um,
2: um I love have you guys play, ever played Koth the Hammer no yes. I was just looking at that uh Bruce, Bruce can tell you more about it I guess but uh it's it, it's a really good card like people get scared of the emblem I don't care about the emblem I, I
1: just don't yeah. No, no no Koth <laughs> For folks who don't know, cost starts with three loyalty. I'm not going to worry about his mana cost, but plus the plus one is untap a target mountain. It becomes a 4-4 red elemental creature until the end of the turn. It's still a land. You're not really worried about the 4-4 part. You get to untap a mountain, so one of your mountains is counting double. However, when it's time to go, minus two, add one red, mana, add one red to your mana pool for each mountain you control. Well, I mean, Kyle, you've got 27 mountains in this deck. Or yes. sorry, twenty seven basic mountains. There may be others. It's essentially going to double to double your mana for that turn, yeah, it's... and that's only minus two. It, you yeah, you go a long ways with Kha.
2: Yeah, he he is a a sleeper planeswalker. I think for a lot of people, and again because you can just do that. Um, Coveted jewel is another ramp card that I'm excited to play because again, like I want to get the game moving. I got want to keep people turning mm. sideways and i'm taking my jewel back just like yeah. my crown so uh, be prepared it's it, it seems like a very similar
0: design space um for those who don't know it's it's six mana a, a six mana mana rock uh when it enters the battlefield draw three cards It taps for three mana of any color, and whenever one or more creatures in opponent control attacks you and aren't blocked, that player draws three cards, gains control of Coveted Jewel, and untaps it. And that's all before damage.
1: Yep. Uh, It's super silly. Mm -hmm. Well, and like you said, with Coveted Jewel and and the Monarch out there, inevitably, they both end up on one person. Mm. So what ends up happening the the whoever the monarch is has a massive target because now if you can hit them for damage you get to draw four cards three of them right away on your turn and you get three bonus mana to cast some of those cards it's really really hard to not attack the monarch you're just you are going to fall behind if you can't get through mm. and do that damage so
2: yeah people uh, get real greedy when they see both out and just, <laughs> they they want to keep going and they don't mind that the big pigs come right behind them
0: yeah and i mean it's it's just like subtle ways subtle in big in big quotes <laughs> subtle
2: ways to include the table it it they're yeah. um I, I want everyone to play the game, mm-hmm. right. I, I really do. I don't expect right. to win. Um, my my win percentage is probably higher than it should be, uh, but I, I don't expect to win games and I prefer not to. Mm. I think the secret actually with coveted jewel is to not attack and to just let the person sit behind <clears throat> it and just have three extra mana. Because as soon as it starts passing around the table, that's when you have to keep playing hot potato because then you start falling behind. But if you just alpha strike them down, you draw three cards and they're dead.
1: If they keep it, then all they're getting is three mana each turn. Right. And I know all they're getting is three mana, but it's the card draw. Yeah. That's what makes the card silly. Right. So honestly, keeping it and being able to hold on to it is less rewarding. Because you get three mana, and that's fine, but... Boy, you know, if somebody could just take this off my hands, you'll get three cards, and then maybe I'll swing back and I get three cards. I mean, you know, all it takes is two goblin players who are happy to swap it back and forth. I mean, you each take a <laughs> point of damage and you're drawing three extra cards. I mean, that's a that's a gift. So, um, yeah, I really like Covenant jewel. Um, <clears throat> let's let's uh,
0: let's look at removal. We'll look at your okay. beefy category after our break. Um, but uh, there are some there's some choice choice pieces in here that I wanted to highlight, and I'm sure that you wanted to talk about. Um, let's let's start off the bat with Reckless Endeavor. Uh, have you had the the delightful of experience of casting it?
2: I have, but not as often as I would like to. Um, so Reckless Endeavor is for five and two red, and you roll two d12s. Again, get your great axe damage ready. Roll those mm-hmm. d12s. Uh, one of those dice you're going to get treasures, one of those dice you're doing damage to the board. Um, I love this wrath because maybe it's mana, maybe it's mana positive. Who knows? <laughs> maybe it'll do stone nothing and I'll roll two ones and I'll weep for spending seven mana to get a treasure and do one damage to the board. I don't care. I'm going to have fun rolling dice. I love those chances. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love too the dilemma of like if you don't necessarily want to wrath the board and you just want the the mana of like if you get two eights for instance you're you know mana positive but you're also doing eight to the board um and you or i mean you know you get an eight and a four and you get eight mana and four damage to the board or vice versa i love i love the choice there um it's it it's surprisingly versatile if not Chaotic. Uh,
1: (laughs) Bruce, how do you feel about rolling dice? Uh, Well, it's interesting because in a situation like this, I always look at it and say, okay, so the average roll is six and a half on a 12-sided die. So on average, I'm going to do six and a half damage to each creature on the board, and I'm going to have six and a half treasure. Now, if I've already spent seven to get the spell, it means on average, this spell costs a half a mana. So for half a mana, I'm going to get to do six and a half damage to every creature on the board. Yeah, you know what? Give me those dice. Let's go. Yeah, I mean,
2: you get all your mana back and you're ready to go again to just, like, again, sneak attack stuff and play or even activate Purpose a couple times.
1: Right, (laughs) and I feel (laughs) the same way you do because, you know what, there there are going to be times when you are going to roll double one. It's going to happen, and you know what? When it happens, everybody at the table is going to laugh me too of course of course and then there's going to be that time when you roll the double 12 and everybody's going to be like no and you're just going to be killing yourself laughing because not only did you get to wipe the board for free you got bonus man bonus mana for it i'm like
0: it's hard to be mad at it you know it's it's and you need to roll d12
2: how often do you get to roll a d12? Right? Unless you're playing a barbarian with a great axe, you just don't. As right. as current druid, I don't get to roll a d12. Um yep.
0: <laughs> I uh I love to the like, I mean, this goes with all treasure makers, just the 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 concept of banking it until another yep. turn. You know, you're you're paying seven mana. On average, you're getting most of it back uh for another turn if you don't spend it that turn. Uh, and that's kind of the same with
2: Leyline tyrant but um it's great i love it yeah um, i mean we got we got some of your usual suspects we got a meteor goal and we got a chaos war i got a chandra's ignition because my stuff's bigger and hopefully <laughs> i just get to kill everything else yeah um and everyone else i play lightning bolt because i think lightning bolt's good in commander i thought it was good in commander before everything got cheap and now that everything is cheap. I'll pay one mana to kill off your utility card or your cheap two mana commander or something like that. Okay, I've uh, yeah. I've even seen it kill a player.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, they it was it was brewcon a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. I don't remember who it was. It was playing uh, what's aetherflux reservoir and they activated mm. it uh, and they went down to two and then. <laughs> in response Brad came in with the lightning bolt and was like I bolt you and it cleared the stack I was like oh my god Yeah, the most amazing it's just it's those clutch clutch lightning bolts you know sometimes yeah, they a of
1: change to the game so Kyle I had a question about Obsidian Charma. I yep. mean I understand you know destroy target non-basic land and opponent controls does it often come in cheap like the with the effect the one less or are you sneak attacking this into uh
2: it comes in cheaper regularly enough that I'm able to bring it in as like sneak attack B or C so like I can sneak attack or Ilharg in like I'll have a cards in hand to like illhar or sneak attack something in and I'll still have the charm off. and it's it's cheap enough because of the cost reduction that I can bring it in as well uh, I'm really not into it for um, just like bombing someone's non-basic lands out to like color screw them but yeah. I really am for getting rid of like uh, that temple the flying blue green temple getting rid of someone that owns a Gaius cradle getting rid of a sure. coffers or a, uh, just some silly
1: land that's getting yeah. way too much value and they right. print a lot of silly lands They say. <laughs> They do, um, yeah. Because I noticed um, I was running a deck that uh, required me to use generic mana for as part of the activation cost for a couple of cards. Yep, and realized that I really had to rehash my my mana base because I just didn't have a lot of cards that were doing that. Okay, um, so I wasn't sure how often you ran ran into that in other people's yeah. decks. Just because, I mean, you know,
2: I've. I've had pretty opposite experience to you. Okay. So, unless someone's playing like a five color commander or something like that, or maybe right. like a very greedy four color commander that's very pip intensive, people have lands that tap for colorless. Right. They, like, because they just got those extra utility lands um, that Charma can come in. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, if worst case scenario is they're playing with all basic lands or all lands that, just produce colored, basic colored mana, and I have to pay five for it. I'm okay with that. Like that's yeah. if, if that's my downside. I'll take it. <laughs> right. No, it makes sense. If there's one thing I know about Kyle, it's he likes his dragons. So, so, um, I used to have a Tiamat deck, and yeah. for part of Tiamat, I had I uh, commissioned Aaron Miller to do a, a Ganax Astral Hunter it came and i played with the deck a couple of times but that was right before i took everything apart and started from scratch and i wanted to keep using it because it's so pretty of the artist proof with the, the sketch on the back right That i was just like all right it's gonna be dragons so you'll actually notice there's a lot of dragons in this deck because one dragons are awesome and two mm. i like my dragons
0: <laughs> yeah uh i mean i was there was there was a part of me that that focused on carnelian uh orb of dragon kind and then i was like wait there are actually a lot of dragons in this deck there sure are <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think uh it's about time we take a break um okay and when we get back we'll talk about the beefy beef of this beefy deck uh mm-hmm. so we'll be right back
2: Come to Perfect. this place and have beef. Beef sandwiches are great. Maybe you like corned beef. I don't know what kind of beef you like, but here at Beef Emporium, we have beef. Hey, I want some beef. Can you give me some beef?
1: <laughs> Just, all I'm thinking of is where's the beef? All right, we're back. We're
0: back, baby. That was a wonderful break. Got some water in me. Got some water out of me.
2: Good for you. I talked Thank to Bruce. <laughs>
0: um, and uh, Bruce, had, Bruce had a lot of beef. Yes.
1: Yeah, I had a uh, beefy weekend.
2: Not as much must beef must be, as I have in the stack, though.
1: No, um, no, not even right. close.
2: That's why we were talking
0: about beef. Uh <laughs> The, the main beef of this deck uh, is in a nice category titled Beef. Uh, we got uh, some beautiful 11 cards, mostly dragons. Uh, excellent yeah. stuff.
2: So first all, I'll point out that like I am aware that Dracrasseth Maw Flame does not work with Ilhard, but it does work with the rest of them. And I've got an altar that makes it look like Charizard, so Ooh. it's worth it to me, and I don't care. I do, again, love dragons. Um, I was fortunate enough to trade for a Terror of the Peaks. Ooh. If you don't know what Terror of the Peaks does, it's more or less a Warstorm surge. And it's a yeah. dragon. And it's it's hard to target, that's for sure. It, similar to the Emberwild Wild, Captain. You can go ahead and hit it, but you're gonna pay for it.
0: Hmm. I, uh... I've done some silly things on arena with Delina and Terror of the Beaks. Uh it's it's an excellent card. Um I I keep looking at a Bogarden Hellkite. Um because if you if oh man with with Ilharg it just it just comes
2: out and does the thing every turn. Yeah, yeah. Bogarden is a uh a- it's an eight mana dragon. It's a five five. It's got flash, for reasons. <laughs> and you have to divide up five damage with it ETB's. So maybe you're doing five damage to something. Um, maybe Torbrand's out, and you're doing seven damage to something. Maybe Torbrand's out, and you're doing fifteen damage, broken mm. up five ways to the five or to different things. Um, it, it it does silly things like. I, and it's a dragon. And again, if like, I don't know a lot of my play, I, I call it B list fatties. Cause like, they're not bad cards per se, mm. but they're definitely not going to like break a format by any means. Um, right. I,
0: something, something that we talked about, uh, before recording. Well, we talked about, uh, last week was, uh, Thunder Uh, Please, enlighten us. Uh, this card doesn't... It, it doesn't seem like it's got a better home than this one.
2: It, it is wonderful. It is, is absolutely wonderful. So it's a six mana. It's a five five. It's got haste. It's got sweet art. Um, it's, I've got my version from Back in Weatherlight. Uh, it's unaffected by summoning sickness, also known as <laughs> haste. Um, But when it ETBs, tap all other creatures. So, normally that's a drawback, because you're like, man, I'm paying six mana, and I'm tapping everything down, and now I've just got a five-five. But if Ilharg turns sideways, and like your whole board turns sideways, and you Ilharg in a Thundermare, now everybody's blockers are tapped. And they just die. (laughs) And then if they don't die, Thundermare comes back to your hand, and you get to do it again next turn.
1: I and there's a real good chance Thunderbear's not going to die. I mean, it's not getting blocked. Nope. Nope. Oh. You, you gotta have instant speed removal yeah. after
2: I tap all your stuff down. And even mm. if you kill Thundermere, you're still taking all the rest of my fatties. You might, again, just be dead.
0: It's, it's fascinating. Yeah. I also love the wording of, is unaffected by summoning sickness. Not that it doesn't have it. It just doesn't care about it. Doesn't matter. Dun-
2: <laughs> and it's like a horse made out of like lava. Like, I don't yeah. know why it's called it Thundermare, despite it being made out of lava. But hey, I'm here for it. it. Looks great. Hey, I never thought of that. That's uh. Have you guys ever played with uh, Greater Hellion? Oh yes. Okay.
1: Have you ever? Oh, yes.
0: It? I have not. I've Bruce, played with the other song, Hellions. Or do you want me to? Do, do you want me to talk about it? I'll I'll uh I'll read it out. It's uh, a a six six for four red red, Hellion Beast. Uh, it has echo for four red red at the beginning of your uh, at the beginning of your upkeep. If this came under your control since the beginning of your last upkeep, sacrifice it unless you pay its echo cost. So you're just paying that cost again. Uh, when Crater Hellion enters the battlefield, it deals four damage to each other creature. Yep. Uh,
2: so if you so again, yeah. if you illharg it out or you sneak attack it out, you kill pretty much everything else, and then you turn sideways and. On both Illharg and sneak attack, you have no intention of paying the echo because it's not going to be. Yeah,
0: yeah. I love too that it's it's you know it kills most things, and the things it doesn't are severely injured. Uh, yeah. So it 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 makes
2: blocking hellish. <laughs> I, I I will I will bring up that like Crater Hellion is a new add to the deck. Um, it's a card I used to really like playing. It's a card, again, it used, it was first print, or one of its printings is from Urza Saga. I think it was its first printing. So it was a card I used to sneak attack in back in the day. Um, and this is going to sound crazy, but this card might be too powerful for the kind of game states I like to create right. for <laughs> this deck. Um, because if I do it in, I make anything that's less than, like, an X4 or less totally pointless in playing, because no. it, it just dies on every one of my turns. And in how I like to play Magic, I never want to take the game away from you. Um, And it's weird saying a 6 mana 6-6 six, six with Echo might be too powerful, but it might be in this deck.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when when you take away the cost, you know, it's... You're looking
2: at the effect, and it's 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 a big one um like oddly enough like i have a balefire dragon as well um and like when that hits a player it does damage to their whole board based on how much damage balefire dragon does and balefire dragon is not a, a cheap magic card by any means um whereas ember or uh crater hellion is like barely over a quarter if mm. that and balefire dragon is i am less concerned about in this stack than i am crater hellion because like crater hellion hits everybody whereas balefire i have to i have to pick one player i have to connect and it doesn't have tram right um and again it's weird saying that crater hellion might be more powerful than balefire dragon but that is a sentence i just said (laughs) yeah
0: i mean it's it's completely context based um it makes sense um it's it's interesting too because i mean you look at it in comparison to red dragon which is a four four we're flying rather than a six six uh and red dragon deals damage to each opponent which you know is much more palatable uh, i'm just sure to kill y'all dead yeah exactly um kill me rather than take my ability to take to do anything well if
2: uh, we're all dead we shuffle up and we play again exactly. but if i make it so your deck doesn't do anything then you're stuck sitting there watching me kill you and again that's less fun i'm here mm. for
1: serious fun it's less fun but i mean to be honest you're gonna do it quick yes yeah yeah, yeah that's, hope, that's why it's uh, still
2: in the deck um, right. both from nostalgia and like i expect like, if I were to get into a point where it's Crater Hellion loops, it's going to be, what,
1: two before everybody's just dead? Right. <laughs> that's probably fine. Well, I mean, honestly, if, if Crater Hellion is wiping the board and you're swinging with everything else, you're probably killing an opponent every every attack phase. Yeah. So it shouldn't take too many rounds. I mean, at that point, I think... I think you, you come dangerously close to the scoop phase, or the phase where everyone draws two cards to see if there's anything they could have done.
2: I, so. I prefer to call that the sandwich bracket, where you yes. figure out
1: who's going to go get a
2: sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> mm, sandwiches. Um, um, And, like, I do run Blast Furnace hellcut in here, which, again, is another way to just, like, it comes down, everything's got double strike, the game's probably over. Like, you're because now Bilhari right. is a, a 12 power. The dragon itself is a 5-5, five five, so it's a 10-5. Um, a lot of my things are between 5 and 6 power, so eh, you probably probably yeah.
1: I We just played, I, I just had a game of Commander this last Thursday, um, and someone played Blast Furnace Hellkite, and the only thing better than a Blast Furnace Hellkite is somebody else having a copy of Blast Furnace Hellkite. Cause then everybody gets double strike and it doesn't matter where you swing. Yep. And that game had three copies of glass furnace, Hellkite along with the original and it would, the game didn't last long. Didn't last long. Turns out double strike on all your dudes. Yeah. That moves things along quick. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> I am a big fan of glass furnace. Hellkite. So, the one I want, I wanted to ask you about, it's under I Own One. Yep. Brash Taunter. Now, this is truly ah. one of my favorite red cards. But so many of your cards say that the damage, like, you get to pick where the damage goes. So I'm not really sure, like, is Brash Taunter there more for defense? Or is there another card that I'm just not seeing?
2: I It's more for defense. Okay. Um, if you haven't looked up the, the LRR video of, like, it being previewed, go do that. Have okay. a good chuckle, come back. Um, I, I, You punch like a kobold. And, like, it is just fun. Like, okay, you're going to hit me. You're going to blasphemous act. Cool, great. Take 13. Yeah. <laughs> and if I get to untap, I get to start fighting stuff. Mm. Maybe I fight one of my own things, because Brash Taundra is a lot smaller than everything else sure. I have in the deck. So I get to push damage around that way. And if Torbren's out, then the damage gets escalated. And like, it's just... I don't no. It's a fun card. It's really all I'm here for.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean as, as somebody who runs it in a deck with, with Big Furry Monster, I you know, I'm I am a big fan of Brash Taunter. Um but I just I wasn't sure how how it was gonna, you know how it panned out for your deck. So um you know, that's that's well. I honestly think Brash Taunter belongs in any deck that can have re- that that has red in it. Um I, I just think it's that good a card. Uh, I
2: I don't know i am of the mindset that even soul ring isn't an auto include right like command tower is more of an auto include to me than soul ring is in in magic decks yeah um i like Brash taunter a lot but it's really in here because this is a big red deck i have one and it's fun yeah um no one ever sees the sneak attack on defense coming Right. So you, you leave one mana up, they try to attack you to get the Monarch back or get the Coveted Jewel, and you sneak attack in a Brash Taunter, and now they just took all the damage, and you're yeah. still the Monarch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that is, actually, that is something we hadn't even talked about, um, because sneak attack on defense is something that is completely underrated, and it... Uh, Every, the first time you play sneak attack against someone else, they are going to get suckered in. It It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Nobody sees it as a defensive option. Everybody sees it unaffected by summoning sickness. Oh, okay, so I can attack with it. And that's all they read. And no one thinks about the defense aspect um, until they get, get got. And then they're hmm. a little more aware of it. But even then they still walk into it. So.
2: Um, yeah yeah. i mean it took me took me a long time playing the sneak attack deck even as, as a kid to realize like wait i can do this on defense and like you can also do like the the weird because sneak attack does it at like end step so yeah. you can you at end of turn you can sneak attack in a couple cards at like the person to your uh rights end step and then do it all again on your turn
1: to just get a little bit more yeah mm. Yeah, that's right, because the cards don't leave until the next end step. Or the start of the next end step.
0: So. I like uh, I like the use of Key to the City in this. Um, uh, key to the City, for those who don't know, is a two-mana artifact. Tap, discard a card, up to one target creature can't be blocked this turn. Whenever Key to the City becomes untapped, you may pay two to if you do draw a card. Sure, you can do it for a draw, but I do like that because... You can just do that whenever. Obviously you can do it for your opponents, but uh, Ilharg can put out a creature and then you can make it unblockable so that you well, make sometimes, sure
2: that it doesn't sometimes doesn't. I just need to get Ilharg through and like mm. I don't I don't want to have to recast Ilharg or put a third from the top. So okay. Uh Ilharg's unblockable. I'm like sure it's got trample, but now it's a sneaky trample, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and especially with I mean especially with Torbrana,
0: like you uh commander damage becomes a, a possible a
2: possibility uh with this yeah. deck. Um yeah. it's it's beautiful. Um, uh, so have you guys ever played Fanatic Amogus? I'm gonna go back to the beef section for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I've I haven't. played it uh in just
0: my Heartless Hit at deck, which Okay. Was my very first deck, so I probably was playing it fairly incorrectly. <laughs>
2: so everyone gives Gary a hard time because it gains all that life and it's five mana. If you don't know what Gray Me- Gary, it's Grey Merchant of Astrel. Go look it up. Not in this deck. Uh, Fanatic of Mogus for four mana does damage to each opponent equal to your devotion to red. So you go through your deck, and again, this is unlike Thundermare, which is your first sneak attack target or your first sneak attack creature. Um, fanatics are last. So you get everything else in play, and then drop in the fanatic, hit everybody. And again, maybe they're dead, maybe they're not. Find <laughs> out. They're closer. <laughs> yes. They're significantly closer.
1: Realistically, worst case scenario with the Fanatic Amogus is it's gonna do four. Yep. Because it'll see itself the sneak attack and Ilhard. Yep. So you're already looking at four there, and that doesn't include any any of the other cards you've played ahead of it. So mm and just yeah, about like, everything in here has got at least two red, so.
2: Yeah, it's not, I'm probably not getting the most value in this deck out of it, but it's, like, it could be a, um, there's a dragon from Theros spawn of something. It might be Thraxus, where you get to dome somebody equal to the number of mountains you have. Um, mm-hmm. I've thought about putting that one in instead. Currently I've got this one because I like doming everybody, and I have this one, and I don't have the other one, but, right. I don't know, maybe we'll change it later. Yeah. I'm a that big fan awesome. of playing Cards you own rather than cards you have to buy that are a little bit better. So one other card I want to talk about, and it might be the last one that I spend some time on, is Bolt Bend. Mm. Um, It's more or less a counterspell in red, and that just makes me smile. So again, I'm playing a lot of big, dumb things. You're going to want to kill my big, dumb things. You're going to target me with spot removal, and I get to send it at one of your things instead. So now you have spent a card lost a blocker, and I get to hit you. Sounds like a W. Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, I
0: I love this card, um, especially where you are want to play uh, creatures with power four or greater, so it's going to be generally
2: one red mana. Um, I think there are like three cards in the deck that are creatures that don't meet that uh, that requirement. Hmm. And it's like Good solemn Torbran and uh, one of the dragons I talked about earlier, but like everything else, like if it's in play, both bends online. Oh, I guess it. Hmm. Delina. Okay, so I got so I got a couple more than I thought. Whatever. There's there's a
0: handful, but it's not like you know, like what are the chances? You know, like if you've got Ilharg out, then it's online. Oh. Counter spells in not blue. Absolutely hilarious. I've got I've got one right here tucked in. <laughs> Uh, Covering up my brother's face. Uh, (laughs) Little Pyroblast. (laughs) Little
1: Pyroblast. Uh, But, uh... I wanted to ask, you have one card in your sideboard. Molten Primordial. Um, Yeah, so I recently took uh, Molten out
2: for Crater alien, actually. Um, And I kind of took it out for that same reason I protected Dracuseth, Because off Ilharg, Molten Primordial doesn't do anything. Like, it just takes a blocker away. Uh, It works really well off, like, Sneak Attack, Felden, and, like, the rest of them. Um, But it doesn't work off Delina, and it doesn't work off uh, Ilharg, except to steal blockers. Because I don't have any free sack outlets in my deck, so it's not like I'm going to permanently get rid of anything. Um, And if I'm going to play one... right. Like if I only get one, I would rather that one be drag Yeah, Well,
1: that makes sense. That makes sense. I hadn't really i I wasn't thinking about how the cards you're bo- the cards you're borrowing you're just going to return back. Yeah, as opposed to yeah. No, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, so. if you if you play something like a Goblin Bombardment in the deck, or uh, yeah, yeah a few if good old a... fashioned. What was Chuck? Blood, what was the Cyclops that threw things for six mana? Oh yeah. His nickname's Chuck, and he's from the Urza's block. Anyway, go look it up. Yeah. Um, it, it's another red card. It was in this. It was in my casual sneak attack deck back as a kid, right. and you would sneak attack something in, kill one person. Hey, kitty cat, and then turn and throw some, throw it at somebody else.
1: Yeah.
0: I have not heard of this, but so. I am intrigued. Oh yeah. Like, my kitty cat was making a lot of noise, so I had to go make sure that he was not roughing up the blinds too much um i also in your sideboard you have professional facebreaker which is one of my favorite cards out of the past couple years um I
2: so mean, I, the the sideboard cards are the ones i actually took out for gotcha um mm-hmm. hellion Delina and perforos so facebreaker came out um it's not a great ill hard target um I'm probably going to get, like, a treasure every turn, and I wasn't really sure if that was worth it or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's it's also nice because it also
0: has the... Uh, the impulse draw. Um, but, I mean... Uh, it's... I've found that even in decks that, like... I, I have one in my, uh, my Galazeth Prismari deck where I can tap the treasure for mana and then sack it to professional yeah. face worker. it's it's tough to to let it go it was, just for the draw but
2: it was in here and it was in here in like the i own one category and i don't know i just rather play Delina or perforos instead mm. That makes sense yeah uh and like herb was in here um more to mess with people <laughs> than it was to do anything else it's just like oh you're gonna play the control deck well i guess you're gonna impulse draw instead good luck <laughs> i it it i feel
0: like um that's just another one of those like i have it cards you know yeah and i i love yeah. those 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 choices and decks when it's just like
2: it doesn't it's not optimal for this deck but i got one i mean and i don't want to play it I Um, I have one, and it's fine. Like it, it, it's an outpost siege. It's a Phyrexian arena in red that turns sideways. Like okay, if if that—that's my floor. That's a floor I'm willing to handle, for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, anything else in this deck that's like sticking out to you that you're just like dying? Not particularly.
2: Um, I I do like Ruin Grinder a lot. It's in the draw section. Um, it's a it's a seven four with menace. And when it dies, uh, each player may Wheel a Fortune. Ooh. And I am i am a big fan of... It's also got mountain cycling, which is great because I want to hit my land drops and sometimes mm-hmm. you want to like cycle it out and then felt it in play. Um, I am a much bigger fan of optional wheels than I am forced wheels. And I, I don't know. I think this really hits a sweet spot because like... I turn sideways. I'm probably going to either kill two things and wheel, or mm. I, maybe I just hit you for seven and then wheel at end of turn. Sure, you got <laughs> your hand before mine, but fine. I don't care. Maybe you'll beat me. Still yeah. don't care. Um, I
0: I must have one of those cards because that's from C21, but I don't think I've ever seen this card before. Um, if
2: you don't own one, it's barely
1: over a quarter, <laughs> okay. that's true yeah um, yeah I'm... rune grinder is another one where i mean sneak attack on defense kind of gets what you want yep you know four toughness is good but usually it's good enough to get it dead right you mm. know he does the block dies and then you know then you've got a new mit of a new mitt of seven cards and Probably and there's a good chance that the person swinging at you will not also opt for seven more cards.
2: So yeah, mm. I mean it, again, if they do, cool, good for them. Like yep. it, it helps the game progress and that everyone gets to play. And if your hand's really good and it's already going to do the thing, I'm not making you discard your whole the thing, right? right. And we get to keep playing. Yeah,
0: I I like too that uh, with Felden Perforos and sneak attack specifically, you're sacrificing it. So it's going to do the die trigger rather than, like with Delina, it's it's exile at the end of combat, right. um, which is which is always good when you need that that dies trigger. Um, so,
2: yeah, and I mean yeah. it's it's more or less a second dragon mage, and mm-hmm. like dragon sure. mage is already fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did think about playing Spine Dragon in this deck. Um, unfortunately, Knoll Spine, it, it wheels on ETB, based oh, on how okay. much damage people have taken, so, like, Knoll Spine doesn't work, unfortunately, the way I want it to.
1: Um, yeah, if you're, if you're forced, if you're being forced to use, uh, sneak attack on, after combat, yeah, that's not nearly as much fun. Actually, I was going to, uh, I was going to suggest Neheb. The eternal in the deck, and then realize it's just going to give you a lot of red mana at a time in your turn when you really don't, you know, you're not, you don't really care to have it. I mean, sure. Well, you know,
2: I appreciate you bringing up Neheb, and I appreciate you giving me a very sound logic as to why I shouldn't play him. Oh, yeah. There is, there is, that is, that is the exact reason Neheb's not in the deck. What Um, was that? uh, Neheb is $26. Yeah. Yeah. Neheb's not cheap. Um, and like I said, I don't like spending more than a dollar on a card these days and I right. don't own a Hebb anymore, so... Yeah. um, One that I thought of,
0: and I'm you might have had this in a previous version of the deck, um, but Jaxus the Troublemaker.
2: Yeah, so uh, Jaxus was in the maybe board for a while as, again, um, another way to cheat things in play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I ended up not going with Jaxus is because Jaxus requires something to already be in play to do the thing. Gotcha. Um, that so, makes like a lot I of have sense. to have sneak attack and Jaxus and mm. then I win a lot. But if I only have Jaxus, then I have to hard cast it and Jaxus and I don't win as much. Yeah. That makes uh, a lot of
0: sense, especially where to like Jaxus. So Jaxus for those who don't know. Stats don't matter. Uh the the text box says Red tap, discard a card, create a token of a, uh, a token that's a copy of another target creature you control. It gains haste. When the creature dies, draw a card. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. Activate only as a sorcery, uh, which is probably the harder part, the hardest part of that uh,
2: activation, um, yeah. because you can't it, do it
0: mid combat.
2: Yeah, it was it was a card I really thought about, um, and thankfully my friend Mason. Uh, who you guys should meet sometime. Um, talked to me a lot about it. And was like, no, I, I don't think it works. And he kind of explained what I explained to you guys. I was like, yep, tracks, take it out of the duck. Mm. It was it was one of the cuts. That's I, I immediately slotted it in because like, yeah, Jax, I'll get more. Like, well. <laughs>
0: it's yeah, it's a it's a tough cut. Car- it makes a lot of sense. You you're you're right, and Mason's right. Um. It's it's one of those things where you have it's. Uh, we've been learning in my my improv class thinking A to C, not A to B to C. Just making that connection of like, you got to think for the next step, the further uh, down the line, rather than just like the like oh it seems to fit uh, type of thing. Uh, yeah,
2: I mean it. It would more or less put Ilharg in the same issue that like Kron used to have for Bruce, where like you need to have the creature and the enchantment and to swing and like you're just putting too many ands to like sure the payoff is i win but eh.
0: (laughs) it's it's yeah and it's definitely not like even remotely about like optimizing it's just about getting a thing done you know um it's it's a tough it's a tough line that i've i've tried to trace in the past hundred episodes here uh that i've been like there's a difference between optimizing and making a thing happen consistently um and it's just such a hard it's a hard thing to define and uh i think that i mean the this this realization with jacks is definitely probably kind of that that idea um
2: but. Maybe I mean I I like Jax a lot. I just mm. I, I have a copy in my little cabinet next to me, um, and again I wander in the deck because she's good. She's fun. She does again what you'd think the deck would want to do, but yeah, the the timings just don't line up.
0: Right, and I guess that's what I mean is like you know it's it it has a place somewhere. I'm not saying that it's you know a fully optimized card even, uh, but it it it. Fits somewhere and makes a deck do its thing somewhere. Yeah. Excuse me.
2: I Um, think it would work much better in like a Felden deck. Oh um, yeah. Because of when you're doing the thing and then you're discarding for Felden, but
1: for sure. Bruce, you got anything? I do not. I do not. Rascal. Um.
0: I I think that. I think that's a, a pretty good place to, to start to wrap things up. Okay. Um, I want to, I want to thank both of you, Bruce, Kyle, for joining me and Bruce and Kyle. Uh, My pleasure. Anytime. Th- thank you all well, for joining anytime. us. Anytime with uh, notice. Well, of course <laughs> um, I, I've had a blast over the past hundred plus weeks. Cause we've, you know, had breaks and stuff. Uh, and I can't believe that we've made it here. Um,
2: and... I'm I'm so happy for you guys. Like, people don't realize how much fun this podcast is, and I hope (laughs) they listen to it. I don't know if I'm gonna draw a crowd for you, but hey, maybe. Hey,
0: you know, if you do, great. If you don't, great. I, I, we got to sit here and talk with you for a couple hours, and... Yeah. Got to talk about red, the
2: best color. Uh, I... I will go out and say it. I think red has the most diversity in, like mono red has the most diversity in EDH decks. Mm. We could talk about that another time, or you could find me like on Twitter. That. We'll talk about I it. I like
0: that. I'm writing that down. Um, and I mean, honestly, like I feel like I've just learned so much about the game and what I want out of even life, uh, just by sitting here and talking to Bruce this podcast started as uh, me spending way too much time after games were done being in Bruce's house. Uh, and then it was midnight and I'm like, I got to go home. I got work in the morning. And we're just like, yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> that we we're like, you know what? Let's dedicate some time to, to just chatting about philosophy of game and – Figuring out what we love about this game that so many people love—it's amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, so before we we sign off, uh, I'm I'm gonna give you some time to to plug your plug your place to talk about you for as long as you want if you if you want to.
2: Um, sure. Um, so you can find me on Twitter. Um, Kyle C. Carson, it's my name Uh, you can go see my friends uh, one more mana Uh, I help out with those guys a lot, those guys are great they're hilarious Um, but if you don't have to follow me you don't have to follow them uh, just go be a good person, put some good in the world help out at an animal shelter foster some kids, foster some pets help your neighbor across the street get something from the top shelf or someone who can't reach it just put some good in the world it's so much. E- it's so easy to sow chaos. It's so easy to sow negativity, but if we all just make a little ripple,
0: it's beautiful. That's that's some classic Kyle right there. That just go be good. Go do a good thing. Um, it's I not, will say it's it. not asking just, much.
1: If you're going to a magic con. Do not wear a white hat. That's Kyle's. That's not yours. <laughs> I you are telling dude... Kyle to not wear a white hat. <laughs> no, no. There was a dude at GP Philly who wore a white cowboy hat, and it wasn't Kyle, and he psyched out everybody that knows Kyle at least once. I almost – I saw the guy sitting there at one of the tables, and I, wa- I started walking up to him, and I was going to sit down and just start chatting and then realized – that's not Kyle. So I'm like, I made the walk and just cruised right past him. Like, I mean, almost shoulder to shoulder. I went past this guy before I recognized that that's not Kyle. I just assumed that it was. So if you're going to a magic con, Kyle, wears the white cowboy hat? Not you.
2: If you see me at an event, uh, I try to take in about one a year. Um, I take in a couple extra if they come down to Florida uh, where I live um, and you see me, come have fun. Like I just, just join the crowd. We'll have a great time.
1: Yeah, we'll have a great time.
0: Um, I, I, uh, you should have asked that man if he knew Kyle. Um, because maybe no. he was like, yeah, I was
2: inspired by him, bro. Just this Couldn't is do. where the fun is in Couldn't the hat. Be, uh, the no. first year I didn't attend Gen Con, there was another gentleman in a big white hat that. Like, and all everyone's like, Kyle, are you here? I was like, no, I'm at home. They're like, well, who's this?
1: I don't know. Some imposter. (laughs) (laughs) It's part of the club. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. He doesn't have my authorization.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to show up in a little tiny black cap. uh, The next, I'll be the anti
1: Kyle.
2: I think I have my black hat over here
1: i wouldn't even know what no, what small. to do <laughs> hats don't fit do my
0: head that. if
2: uh, if this hits my head it fits yours mm. yeah interesting my head is not small anyway
0: uh as we trail off i'd like to thank you listener watcher purveyor of all beautiful things magic um Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening for 100 episodes or less if this is not your, your 100th first episode. episode. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for finding us. Uh, if you want to listen back, great. If not, we're going to have more episodes coming up. Uh, we're going to take a two week break where we have little tiny short episodes. Uh, They'll be like 15, 20 minutes instead of this one, which I think is going to be. Maybe a hundred minutes. Who's to say? Uh, <laughs> Ooh, it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I want. It's on behalf of Bruce, and I'm sure he can say thank you too. Thank you, on behalf of me. Thank you, and thank you, Kyle, for being our wonderful guest for this episode. Uh, <clears throat> we're Temple of the False Pod. where decks are not optimized, but our place sure is Ecker fun. I'm Andy. Thank you. I'm Bruce. Thank you. I'm Kyle. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Go play some magic for me. Uh, Have a great night and may your fifth land be the temple.
1: Bye. Wait,
0: wait. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at burned, and I'm at andyweekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!